to our ICT for D conference podcast. My name is Sonia Ritzel from CRS and I'm interviewing experts for you to talk about digital technologies and the food crisis. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Leila Toplik. She's the head of Emerging Technologies Initiative at NetHope and promised to tell us a little bit more about AI for climate adaptation. Leila, welcome. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks so much for having me and really looking forward to this conversation. We already learned in our first episode about the importance of data, in particular AI as a game changer for improving global food systems, general food security, but also very much climate smart agriculture and disaster response and resilience. But maybe before we get into this, would you like to just say a few brief words about NetHope and your role there? Oh, absolutely. So NetHope is a nonprofit consortium of 65 global NGOs collaborating closely with over 70 different partners and really working at the intersection of responsible design and use of technology and collective action, as we'll be discussing today. And just a bit about myself, I work at the intersection of technology, ethics and human rights and sustainable development goals as, and also as NetHope's head of emerging technologies initiative, I focus specifically on responsible design and use of AI to address pressing issues such as climate change, human rights and education. Thank you, Leila. Since this podcast is about the food crisis more broadly, could you please share a few points about climate change to set the context before we dive into the AI tools? Firstly, we are seeing more and more climate disasters happening and they're getting worse and happening all at once. In fact, there was an average of one disaster related to weather, climate or water every single day over the past 50 years. This has led to almost half of the world's population living in areas that are highly vulnerable to climate change and over 20 million people being displaced annually. And by 2030, we're expecting the number of people needing international aid to rise by up to 50% because of the effects of climate change. And here's the second point that we need to keep in mind as we talk about specifically technology like AI for climate adaptation. Climate change does not affect everyone equally. Most vulnerable to climate change are least responsible for its causes, most dependent on climate for their livelihoods, like smallholder farmers. And they also lack access to climate information, resources, and opportunities to adapt and build resilience. We recently at NetHope conducted a landscape assessment involving 38 different organizations, including NGOs and our technology partners, to understand the role of digital technologies in supporting climate adaptation and resiliency of vulnerable communities around the world. And I know we'll talk about specifically about AI, but maybe at a high level to share, we found that digital overall is playing an increasingly important role in enabling communities to adapt to climatically volatile world and also to build a long-term resilience. So whether it's eliminating the guesswork that climatic variability has introduced, or it is helping grow resilience through data-driven recommendations or delivering life-saving information. So that's just 
for context before we talk specifically about AI. Thank you, Leela. So my first question for you is drawing on your experience and also the experience from the NetHope member organizations. How can artificial intelligence be used to assist vulnerable communities in adapting to the effects of climate change? And Sonia, just to build on your earlier point, and I know one of the earlier podcasts that was very interesting related to data, AI, and agriculture, let me start by sharing one thing that I heard over and over again during the consultations, and that is that data is crucial to tackling the ambiguity, the volatility, the complexity of climate change. And AI is key to finding patterns in these large sets of data making predictions based on those patterns and then triggering appropriate and timely interventions. So what does that mean specifically? I'm happy to share a few examples just based on the work of our members, global NGOs, and their partners on the ground. So I can talk about three areas where we're seeing increasing use of data and AI. One is anticipatory action. Two is improving agricultural practices. And third one is around protecting the environment. So let's start with anticipatory action. AI can help forecast the likelihood and also the impact of climate risks, such as natural disasters like hurricanes and floods, by analyzing, as mentioned earlier, large sets of data. It could be weather patterns or satellite imagery and then triggering interventions that are allowing for a quicker and more precise response. For example, there is a consortium called Building Resilient Communities in Somalia. It's a consortium of eight different organizations, including four NetHope members that are operating in Somalia, which is a country that is ranked, I believe, second in terms of climate vulnerability. It's uh, an extremely arid country that has for years suffered from an extreme flood and drought cycle, both of which can lead to significant displacement. Now, BRICS, this consortium, combines remote sensing weather data and market prices with community-level information. This data is automatically visualized on a public-facing BRICS dashboard. Anyone listening to this conversation can access that dashboard. And this is where machine learning algorithms, red flag areas of concern, maybe related to floods or droughts, up to 25 days in advance and this is linked to a continuum of different interventions that can help communities cope and adapt. So these interventions might include multi-purpose cash assistance, health and hygiene kits, agricultural inputs. I think what's important to emphasize is that these interventions are implemented in close coordination with local communities, and they take place before a climate shock reaches the severity that could lead to negative coping mechanisms such as displacement. So that's one example of where data and AI, together with many other considerations, play an important role. The second area where we're seeing an increased use of data and AI is agriculture. Every day, agriculture produces an average of 23.7, I believe, million ton millions of tons of food and provides livelihoods for billions of people around the world. And it is the largest source of income and jobs for some of the poorest and rural households. And these households historically have been able to adapt to natural disasters. 
However, the ecosystem degradation over time, the diminishing natural resources the communities depend on have negatively affected this resilience. So now communities' traditional adaptation measures may no longer be effective, which makes them extremely vulnerable to climate shocks. So taking this context into consideration, when we think about the role of AI, AI can support communities in adapting to this changing climate and adopting also climate smart practices in agriculture by providing personalized and targeted and timely information and also linking to resources like AI can help communities improve water management and maximize crop yields, maybe by predicting water demand and analyzing soil conditions. I just want to give you one example from NetHope member, CGAR, Melissa Chatbot is an AI system that is available on WhatsApp and Facebook and Telegram. But what it does, it enables smallholder farmers to adapt to climate change by providing them with timely information such as weather forecasts, best planting day, and best crop variety. So just one of the examples that are also highlighted in this landscape assessment. And then the last area that I want to talk about is related to environmental protection. And here's why. According to the IPCC, nature-positive solutions could reduce the intensity of climate and weather-related hazards by 26%. So protecting and maintaining a functioning biosphere is essential to human health and well-being. So a NetFit member, Wildlife Fund has developed with, together with partners a system called Forest Foresight that uses data and AI to predict and also to prevent deforestation for up to six months ahead. And this system enables a range of preventative and policy development and community programs through rerouting patrols to stop imminent deforestation. Again, these are some of the examples. We have 24 different examples featured in the landscape assessment. Thank you so much, Leila. Thank you for sharing these inspiring and uh, very diverse examples on how AI is being used to support vulnerable communities in um, adapting to the effects of climate change. As you mentioned, the consultation that uh, NetHope has done, I also wanted to ask you to share with us directly practical advice from the key messages you have heard. What are essentially the key factors that organizations should consider when designing and implementing AI to support climate adaptation, particularly in a safe and impactful way? Yeah, that's such an important question because, as discussed earlier, climate change is a complex and multifaceted problem that cannot be solved solely through the use of technology like AI. So what we found through this landscape assessment is really five key factors that are important to consider to support equitable, just, and sustainable climate adaptation. I'll mention them, and they're described in a lot more detail in the assessment. First, it's prioritizing the rights and well-being of the most vulnerable and marginalized communities. And as shared through some of the examples, this can be achieved by involving the communities in the design process as co-creators and ultimately the owners of these solutions, ensuring that the technology is accessible and user-friendly, and also taking into account culture and language. These are just some of the examples. The second factor is centered on empowering and supporting community-led action and solutions. And that could include providing access to information, to funding, to capacity building, 
The third one is around encouraging radical collaboration and collective action across stakeholders. I think Brick's example is, is a fantastic illustration of collective action, uh, not only eight NGOs, organizations working together, but this close collaboration with communities because climate adaptation requires coordination and collective action across a range of stakeholders. The fourth one is really related to this point around anticipatory action. How do we move from responding towards anticipating and also integrating approaches that address multiple risks over a period of time? And then lastly, when using technology, it's important to ensure that we do it in a responsible and sustainable way. So that might include ensuring data privacy and security, as well as considering the life cycle of the technology, including the, let's say, disposal of electronic waste and, and others. So these are some of the key factors to consider. Thank you, Leila. And I know we could talk all day about this because it is such an important topic and such an emerging technology and so much opportunity. But as we mentioned, there is also in the podcast description the link to the NetHope article on a digital for climate adaptation and resilience of vulnerable communities. So for anybody interested in reading more, I would encourage to, to have a look. Leila, I would like to ask you if you have any sort of closing word for us. We particularly talked about the potential of AI. Maybe you also like to share what, what else is sort of uh, on your mind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what else is on my mind? You know, it is spot on. While AI holds immense potential, it also it is important, and this is top of my mind as well as our member organizations are thinking about this: is being aware of unintended consequences and taking steps to mitigate them. Just some of the consequences of AI might include perpetuating existing inequalities by allocating resources and opportunities in an unfair or unjust manner. Maybe ethical Applications related to privacy and security, or over-reliance on AI in decision-making that could lead to, let's say, job loss, reduced human agency, and also reduced use of local and indigenous knowledge. So it is important to be aware and proactively mitigate these consequences through responsible design and use of AI and I'm happy to share a lot more for those who are interested in the follow-up. All I want to say in closing is that, yes, AI has the potential to help us support vulnerable communities in adapting to the changing climate and also building long-term resilience, but it must be designed responsibly, deployed equitably, and in conjunction with policy, finance, and climate justice. Thank you. That's a fantastic summary. And thank you so much for taking the time to provide us such a thoughtful overview of using AI for climate adaptation. Thank you, Leila. Thank you, Sonia. It was a pleasure.